This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Discipline is not necessarily instant obedience to orders, nor is it a punishment to correct efficiencies. Rather, discipline is reinforced habit designed to produce a specific character or pattern of behavior that is strong enough to override creature comforts, personal wants, and lapses in fortitude. In short, the habituated discipline we sought was a form of amicable discipline and self-control, a code of behavior generated from within. End quote. And that is now retired Colonel B.P. McCoy. He served most notably as the commanding officer of the 3rd Battalion, 4th Marine Regiment from May of 2002 to July of 2004. He served during that time as the commanding officer for two tours during Operation Iraqi Freedom, the first in Baghdad in 2003 and the second in Fallujah in 2004. His Marines fought valiantly in both of those locations and are the subject of many a story that's still told throughout the halls of the Marine Corps to this day. He's been the subject of numerous articles and books, and even though this was less than 20 years ago, it's sometimes easy to forget just how dangerous and how uncertain those days were. If you think back to those times and you remember the news stories and the articles, I certainly do. There were deaths every single day, sometimes dozens. I remember opening the paper and seeing pictures of the various service members who had died in the previous day that had been reported by the Department of Defense. I remember walking through and seeing photos of deployed service members whose families had given their photos to their local grocery store and having a wall of honor or a wall of freedom or some such thing in the local grocery store. And of course, who doesn't remember sending care packages overseas? It was something that I did up until even very recently, but something that a lot of people did, sent care packages, things like soap and chapstick and candy bars and things like that to let folks deployed know that they were being thought of. This is where Lieutenant Colonel McCoy and his Marines found themselves for those two deployments. And interestingly enough, 3rd Battalion, 4th Marine Regiment was deployed essentially every year for eight straight years for at least seven months of that time. So anywhere from seven to nine months of every year was spent deployed. And that's hard on a unit. That's hard on the Marines. And it's an extremely challenging environment in which to operate. And in charge of all this was Lieutenant Colonel McCoy, responsible for about a thousand Marines, their weapons, their equipment, etc., etc., this is a massive responsibility, and one that most will never understand. Ask yourself, how many people do you know that have ever been truly in charge of a thousand people? A thousand people who they know, probably many if not all, by name. Many if not all they've seen operating and training and developing their skills so that they can deploy and go do some of the most difficult work that there is to do. Imagine, if you will, one person responsible for the training and equipping and feeding and caring for that force. And that 
that person, in this case, Lieutenant Colonel McCoy, one day having to issue orders to those Marines that may get them killed. It is a huge responsibility. He's also responsible for the camaraderie and morale and addressing the family issues and and children and all of the things that go along with leading these people. And this is why, even if you know somebody who's been in charge of a thousand-person organization in the civilian workforce, there's still not a one-for-one comparison between those two things. Because at the end of a workday, you go home to your family. And aside from the occasional work get-together where your spouse may be invited or your children may be invited, there's a good chance that your boss doesn't has never met your children. I can guarantee you that within 3rd Battalion, 4th Marines, Lieutenant Colonel McCoy had met the spouses and children of his Marines because it's what's expected of a commander. And doubtlessly, a number of those Marines, just before they deployed, found out that their spouse was pregnant and would give birth while they were gone. Many of them didn't get to meet their children for months after they were born. And all of that weighs on people. And on top of that, you're not asking them to go do something simple. You're taking them overseas and putting them in harm's way and asking them to do incredibly difficult things day in and day out. And you, the leader, in this case, Lieutenant Colonel McCoy, have to be prepared to ask everything up to and including that Marine's life to accomplish the mission. And that's a huge responsibility to bear. And in order to do that, you have to be invested. You have to care. You have to have passion. Or the Marines will know, and they won't follow. They'll hesitate, and they'll die. And this is, if this sounds grandiose to you, listener, I, I, I promise you that it is not. I promise you that this is precisely the attitude that Lieutenant Colonel McCoy had towards his Marines. And how do I know? Well, in 2006, then Colonel McCoy, a couple years after these deployments had taken place, published a book called The Passion of Command, The Moral Imperative of Leadership. And oh man, what a book it is. It's a grand total of 79 pages in length. It's 82 if you include the bibliography. And it is absolutely chock full of lessons that apply far, far beyond war and beyond the Marine Corps. I have my copy here sitting with me, and it is highlighted and 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 earmarked and tattered because I've been through it so many times, because there are so many good lessons here in this book. And some of them are very Marine Corps specific, right? The idea of conducting immediate action drills during combat, realistic combat scenarios is something that doesn't necessarily apply or does not apply well to our average everyday life. But there are things in this book that very much do apply to our everyday life, and very much are things that we should internalize. And Lieutenant Colonel McCoy gives us a rare look under the hood of what goes on in the mind of a commander trying to prepare young men to go and fight on behalf of their country against an equally devoted group of fighters on the other side. And that's hard. There's a lot of things that you have to be good at. And it's not good enough to just be good at them. You have to be a master of them. And achieving that mastery takes work and takes diligence and takes systematic planning in order to be able to do that. And that's exactly what Lieutenant Colonel McCoy reveals in this book. 
as he talks about the importance of the commander's passion and the importance, the moral imperative of leadership that the Marine Corps saw fit based on your experience and your capability to put you in charge of Marines to potentially, again, order them to their own deaths in order to accomplish a mission. And as such, you have a moral imperative to be the very best leader that you can be so that you can bring those Marines home or bring as many of them home as you're able to bring home. And again, that's a lofty responsibility that he shouldered for two years and two deployments with those Marines. So today's quote is one of the many that come from this book. And one thing that I like about the book is not only is it short and an easy read, I would recommend it to anybody, but each chapter of the book begins with an epigraph, which I, of course, appreciate. And for those that don't recall from one of the earlier episodes, an epigraph is a quote, a poem, a saying, or something like that that precedes either a book or a section of a book, in this case, a chapter, that is normally indicative of something that is within, lies within that book or chapter or section of a book. So I'm going to read today's quote one more time for you and listen very closely. And now that you know a little bit about Lieutenant Colonel McCoy's background and the place from which this book was written, think about what this would mean to a battalion commander about to take his Marines into combat. And also, which we'll do after the quote, think about how this would translate into your everyday life. So again, here's the quote. Quote, Discipline is not necessarily instant obedience to orders, nor is it a punishment to correct efficiencies. Rather, discipline is reinforced habit designed to produce a specific character or pattern of behavior that is strong enough to override creature comforts, personal wants, and lapses in fortitude. In short, the habituated discipline we sought was a form of amicable discipline and self-control, a code of behavior generated from within. End quote. And there's a lot to like about this quote. There's a lot of pieces to this. And it's an interesting quote because the very first line actually stands as an affront to something that new recruits are taught at boot camp in the Marine Corps. And that is that discipline is instant willing obedience to orders. And, of course, that sounds very militaristic. You know, discipline is instant willing obedience to orders. And it is to a certain degree. You also have to remember, and, and before you get too offended by that idea, remember that the purpose of a place like boot camp in any armed service is to teach people to be good followers. It's to develop strong followers. And once you can follow, then you can begin to build to being a leader. So there is a progression. There's a natural progression that occurs over time. As you advance in rank, you increase your responsibility, where at first, all I need you to do is exactly what I tell you to do. I don't need you to think about it a whole lot. I don't need you to, to question it. I need you to do it. That's where the instant willing obedience to orders comes from. And almost immediately upon exiting boot camp, there is a transformation that occurs where it's no longer simply just instant willing obedience to orders, but that there are times where discussion is warranted. There are times where input is required, but there are also times where it is imperative to do that, and combat is occasionally one of them. So it stands in stark contrast that Lieutenant Colonel McCoy says in this quote that discipline is not necessarily instant obedience to orders. Well, what does he mean by that? Well, I think, looking at it, that McCoy is looking at discipline from a slightly different perspective. He's not training Marines in entry-level training at boot camp. He is training Marines 
to be able to operate in some of the most difficult and challenging environments and do some of the hardest tasks that human beings are ever called on to do, namely fight and kill other people. Those are incredibly taxing mentally and morally and ethically for a lot of reasons. And in order to be able to do that, one has to be disciplined. And not a brainless automaton that is just a killing machine, as so often the military is portrayed, because I can assure you that that is not the case. As a member myself, and having seen this organization for well over a decade, I can tell you that that's not the case. The Marine Corps has no interest or value in mindless killing. We are very, very deliberate. We are very good at what we do, but we also raise people to shoulder immense burdens as they go about doing the nation's work. And so I think what McCoy is looking at here is the collective discipline vice purely individual discipline. And of course, a collective is comprised of individuals, so we're mincing words here to a certain degree. But the idea here is not that you're questioning everything and doing doing nothing instantaneously or willingly or what have you. He's not talking about that kind of, of instant willing obedience to orders. He's talking about discipline being a habit. Discipline is a learned habit that must be practiced. And if you, and, and continuing on past this a little bit, he talks a little bit about discipline. And a couple of the examples that he gives for expectations when it comes to discipline are clean weapons, clean weapons and ammunition. And you think to yourself, well, clean ammunition, what does that mean? Well, if you think about a combat situation, you need your weapon available. You need that rifle to fire or that pistol to fire every time. One of the only ways to assure, ensure that that happens is to make sure that it's clean and well taken care of. Same thing with your ammunition. A lot of people don't think about cleaning ammunition, but if the ammunition is dirty, if your magazine is clogged with sand, which is everywhere in the Middle East where they were fighting, then that weapon may not work, and that weapon may result in a Marine getting injured or killed, or being, at the very least, taken out of the fight involuntarily. Carrying proper equipment. The battalion commander, in this case Lieutenant Colonel McCoy, establishes a baseline of equipment that every Marine is to carry. And sometimes that's heavy, and sometimes it's uncomfortable. And Lieutenant Colonel McCoy says, it's not up for debate. It's not up to a personal whim. This is something that every Marine will carry. Another one, clean hands before eating food. It sounds simple. And there are others like this on the list as well, but clean your hands before eating. And that they're inspected to make sure that they're clean. Why? Well, each one of these is a very, very small thing. But if they're not followed, taken together... These small lapses combine to rob units of effectiveness, right? If you get sick because you didn't wash your hands before you ate, you're not available to fight. You're not available to stand alongside your fellow Marine. The unit suffers. The mission suffers because of something that was entirely preventable. There's a leadership requirement to make sure that those things are happening. Same thing with proper equipment. Same thing with clean weapons and ammunition. All of these things are little, but they're easily overlooked, especially in the most stressful and trying times that they can come across, that they would come across. Imagine being in Iraq in the summer and how hot it is. You're close to the equator. The days are long. The sun sits high. There's very little cover and protection from the sun. So you're hot. You're wearing body armor and a helmet. You're carrying a lot of equipment, your rifle. And everything is heavy and you're uncomfortable. You're miserable. There's sand in your boots. Your, your feet are blistered. Your legs are tired. Your back hurts from carrying all the equipment that you have to carry. But there's a mission to accomplish. 
and then there's another one tomorrow, and another one after that. In those times, think about the simple shortcuts that we take in our daily lives when we get uncomfortable. Ooh, it's a little little hot outside. I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure I take the long way around and, and stay in the shade, so that so that I don't have to walk out in the sun. Or ooh, it's raining. I'm not going outside without my umbrella. I don't want to get wet. And we have those luxuries in our day-to-day lives because we're not in a combat situation. But sometimes in a combat situation, choosing to go the long way to stay out of the sun or choosing to hesitate to go outside because the weather is foul decreases the chances of mission success, decreases the unit's effectiveness and efficiency, and could, in the worst case, get you or somebody that you are out there with hurt or killed. And of course, each one of these requires a diligence and discipline, which is what this quote is all about, in order to maintain. If you let them go, if you let them slide, then the result is a loss of combat effectiveness. I was told very early on in my career in the Marine Corps that if you fail to uphold the standard, you have set a new standard. Very much so with 3rd Battalion, 4th Marines with Lieutenant Colonel McCoy. If he didn't prioritize clean weapons, clean ammunition, proper kit, clean hands before eating, etc., etc., then he set a new standard and said that those things are not that important. They're not a priority. And his Marines would have suffered as a result. Who knows how many Marines were saved because of those individual diligences that he put on his Marines because of his recognition of how important they were. Now, of course, most of society isn't headed to combat. So who cares, right? For us not in combat, we're just not likely to die due to little lapses and corners being cut, etc. But this quote is also about efficiency and effectiveness. You've heard me use those words to describe some of the things that Lieutenant Colonel McCoy was trying to do here. And of course, efficiency and effectiveness are not the under the sole purview of combat Marines. They benefit all of us. And pulling from the, from the quote here, Lieutenant Colonel McCoy says it's a reinforced habit designed to produce a specific character or pattern of behavior. And as a listener of this podcast, you know my stance on personal character and behaviors that improve our lives. And so if you want to be effective and efficient at home, at work, in a hobby, in a workout, doesn't matter, and you cut corners, take shortcuts and skip steps, which is what we all do when we're uncomfortable, when we're tired, when we're hot, when we're cold, when we're wet, when we're uncomfortable, we cut corners. We don't count that rep, or we say we did more than we, we meant to, or we, we cut out early from work because we're tired. We take that nap in the middle of the day because we're working from home. All of those things. Ask yourself, what discipline are you developing by doing that? Right? It is a pattern of behavior. It is a character that you are putting in place by your actions or inactions. And unlike combat, cutting corners, skipping steps, etc. may work for you. And you may get lucky. And you may therefore be led to believe that what you're doing isn't really all that bad. But truly, if you want to develop the kind of discipline that is stronger than creature comforts, stronger than momentary lapses in fortitude, as Lieutenant Colonel McCoy puts it, you have to be more disciplined than that. Because for how long are you going to be able to continue to skip steps, cut corners, and get lucky. Getting lucky may work. It may work for a while, but there's a good chance at some point it's going to come back to bite you. And Lieutenant Colonel McCoy, I'm sure, would say that the only way to do this is to habituate it, to practice it. 
That is how you become disciplined. That is how you become more effective and more efficient. So ask yourself today, which areas of life do you wish you were more disciplined? Where do you see the shortcomings? Perhaps it's you have this habit of every day when the alarm goes off hitting the snooze button. I do it. We all do it. Maybe you hit it two and three times, and the result is you wake up an actual hour later than you meant to. And what could you have done with that hour? What if, when that alarm went off, you threw those covers off and swung your feet out off the bed immediately and got up and started your day? What could you get done in that time? At work, if you have a habit of waiting till the last minute, taking long, longer smoke breaks, spending a bunch of time in the bathroom, playing around on your phone, doing those kinds of things, how can you improve your effectiveness and your efficiency and be a better employee and make a stronger case when it comes time for a raise? Or recognition or a promotion? What about at home? What about with your family? Where do you cut corners? Where do you take the easy path? Where do you give in to momentary lapses in fortitude? Where do you abide by creature comforts where you could take a slightly more challenging path and thereby develop that discipline? Ask yourself those questions today, and most importantly, go out and do those things. Because this is all for naught if when you hit the pause button at the end of this or move on to the next podcast or the next episode, you don't do anything with it. That's an opportunity lost. So seize that opportunity today and go be more disciplined. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod. Or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks, as always, for listening.